1: Slam the Penn State with an exclamation point. That's it. Takes the lead. He's going. Window, basket counts to the foul. Hard the lane, cradles, kicks it off More. Slam, buck at the wire. Link three, Lamar Stevens is gone, and Penn State leads 78 to 61 state's March guard party concludes with 26 wins and their second ever n.i.t championship and the first ever under patrick chambers the nittany lions win the 2018 n.i.t championship defeating utah 82 to 66
2: it means everything man i mean we put a lot of work in sacrificed a lot of my career and, you know, this is a storybook ending for me. You know, this is what I dreamed of, you know, ending my career as a champion. I mean, that's what everyone wants. And, you know, to do it in this fashion, you know, in this arena, it's nothing better. I knew it before the season started. We took that trip to... um Bahamas uh, the Bahamas and you know you can see how connected we were we were becoming you know a team and you know the, I could tell it was something different you know in my years here this team was very different and you know we enjoy being around each other and that translates on to the basketball court and you know it wasn't a surprise to me that we we are champions today I've always been you know a confident player i um, a confident person and you know I believed in coaching the strategies and I thought that you know me going off the ball would be best for the team and you know Tony's a great point guard you know I, I enjoy playing with him I tell him all the time like you know we like poetry in motion and um you know we enjoy playing with each other but you know i thought it was the, it would be the best you know for the team for me to go off the ball they can't they can't say you know penn state is a, is just a football school now you know they can't say i think we earned our respect we earned our respect you know at the end, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, Penn State is now on the mat. we NIT champions, and, you know, that's something they can't take from
3: us. Chef Garner embodies what a Penn State basketball player is. I thought he did an amazing job tonight. You know, it wasn't going for him. They did a very good job of, of blanketing him, and he didn't really force too much. Maybe one shot, but for the most part, he defended, he rebounded, he moved the basketball, he started to drive the basketball. So proud of him. And then Julian, when they went small to, to really try to make threes, his defense was tremendous tony dropped it off to him a few times where he got big time dunks i couldn't be more prouder of the imprint that those two seniors are going to leave the legacy that they're going to lead on this basketball program we got good players as you guys know and and shep recruited those guys you know that yep that's how it works they want to come and play together And then our staff, you know, our staff did an awesome job. They don't get enough credit, and I'm going to give them all the credit in the world to go out and recruit and develop relationships, trusting relationships, to be able to put us on this stage. This place was unreal. This place was unreal. It was loud. It was exciting. It was intense. It felt like a championship game. Think about some of the losses we had. Purdue. By three. Pretty good team, went to the Sweet 16. Yep. Michigan. Uh, they're in the final, final four. four. Without and, Mike Watkins, yeah, you played that most part. And Purdue again. Right. And Purdue again. Right. So, I, man, I'm so proud of this team and what they did. Let, let me give John Harrah some, some yeah, love absolutely. here. Absolutely. Mike Watkins. He's done, right? And everybody thinks we're over. Yep. And not only were we not over, what did we just win? Six out of seven? Or seven, seven and out of one
1: eight? in the postseason without S- Mike seven Watkins. Seven out of
3: eight without Mike Watkins. Correct. John stepped up. What, how many rebounds? 12, 13? 12, 12 rebounds. Seven points. Just,
1: kept you like when you weren't, didn't have a lot of offense yeah, early. In the first quarter,
3: it. we didn't come out like we did against Mississippi State, give Utah credit. But then we started to find our groove a little bit. We really love each other. And the team has a lot of love, a lot of connection. You know, we went through ups and downs. There's no doubt it's not perfect. It's like any other family. But we stuck together, and we enjoyed this journey. And that was just so amazing to come in here tonight, play a great Pac-12 team, a great coach from Larry, with great players, and to be able to come out here with a victory and cut down some nets It's yeah, just go, so awesome. Go cut down some Thanks, Mets, Coach. State.
1: You deserve it, buddy. Congratulations. And that was last night at Madison Square Garden. The highlight package, then Shep Garner and head coach Patrick Chambers. You could hear the emotion for each along the way about what this meant. This has been a journey for them to get there. And I, I opened up the pregame show last night with Patrick, and I said, "Look, it, it. You had to go out and you had to spend a lot of time building your foundation. All right, a lot of cement, a lot of brick." I said, now you're starting to see the house be built. What does that feel like? And you could see there was a sense of satisfaction that the house is being built. And it was a great win for them last night. And I meant what I said in the post game show, and I'm gonna say it again. Um, I think right now on this on March thirtieth, on March thirtieth, Penn State is one of the top fifteen teams in the country on this day on this particular day. Now, the Ken Palm ratings, which we talk about all the time, actually have Penn State 19th. That's where they are. Uh, That's how well they played. Uh, They played really good competition in the month of March. And it's interesting that you can get a perception of an NCAA tournament versus an NIT, but this is what happens when you put what should be an NCAA tournament tournament team into the NIT. They run through it. And they ran through it. But remember, too, when you look at the NCAA tournament, well, you know, you'll know you get the usual cynic, of course, that uh, will say, well, no, that just shows you the 69th best team. And, of course, that's just absurd. Uh, that's, that's kind of immature analysis that you expect from immature thought. Uh, the uh, you're put in a tournament and so you can only play what's in front of you and what they played in front of them they except for Temple and that is always the toughest game I've said this for years the toughest game to play in the NIT is the opening game you are down and out you didn't make the NCAA's Great I gotta go practice again because I've been not in the NCAA and then all of a sudden you get into the game and you gotta find yourself it's not easy and Fran for and I were talking about that on Tuesday about it's the hardest game to play once you find out find out you're not in the NCAA tournament well that game for thirty seven minutes I mean the fog. I could barely see the court because of the fog. Uh, And then the last three minutes, bang, they found it. And from that last three minutes until last night, they routed everybody. They beat Notre Dame with relative ease on their court. They beat Marquette with relative ease on their court. Yeah, it ended up being a five-point game, but Penn State owned that game. They blew Mississippi State out and they, and to be honest with you, there is no way on the planet. I thought they were losing last night. No way. I thought they might beat him by double digits. They did. And it, it's all because of the foundation that they built. And look, it, it, it was well coached. Well coached. I don't care whether it's. Uh, I mean, whether it's putting in the play that he put in the day of the Temple game, which they'd worked on before, but they hadn't run it that often. He deliberately put it in, and it's the play that put the game away, whether it's the play against Ohio State at the end. Sonic. All right? I mean, you got. I, mean, I think you think everything's ad-libbed here sometimes. not always ad-libbed. I mean, basketball's a lot of ad-lib out there. But that was a play call that has four options off of it. And one of them happened to be Josh cutting to the bucket, and he got there and he slammed it home. The understanding of matchups. Okay, got to play a little more one-on-one in matchups against Marquette because Marquette doesn't have a rim protector. The thought going in was Lamar Stevens could have a big game. He had a big game. And this is a little bit different than some other teams that get to Madison Square Garden. Sometimes you get teams that get to Madison Square Garden, and they're older teams. Uh, Georgia Tech, a couple of years ago, was an, a senior team that got there. Uh, Utah is a senior team. Western Kentucky's a senior team. Penn State's not. Yeah, Shep's invaluable. Julian Moore, really important. But... The vast majority of what we're watching are players you're going to be watching again next year and in all probability may be watching the year after. Now the question is going to be what happens now with Tony Carr, of course. And I've said it once and I've said it uh, already. If I've said it once, I've probably said it, what, 30, 40 times, so we'll make it 41. First of all, I'm not going to advise him on anything. That's not my job and not my position. But if he were to come to me and say, hey, what do you think? I I would tell him, Tony, number one, do not hire an agent. That way you leave all your options open on the table. Number two, put your name into the NBA draft evaluation. I know there are a lot of football fans out there. And so you're used to how football works. Got it. You put your name in. There's only really a, a small window. Uh, it's only what a week after the national championship game. So in this case, it was two weeks after the Fiesta Bowl that you put your name in. It is. I've only heard of one or two players putting their name in and then pulling it out before the uh, pulling their name out before the two weeks were up. Almost everybody else, when they put their name in, they're going right. And so that and then that's it. Then you start going through the evaluation period. So, you put your name in, the day comes and goes, usually around January 14, 15, somewhere in there. The day comes and goes, you're in. Now they start evaluating you. Okay, now you get to go to a combine. All right? No, you get to go to all star games. Then, after all star games where you're evaluated, you then get to go to a combine. Then you have your own pro day. Then you have individual workouts and then the draft. That's how football works. That's not how basketball works. Back to Tony Carr. If he were to ask, he or his father, what do you think? I'd say, A, don't get an agent. B, definitely put your name into the NBA draft. I mean, put your name into the NBA evaluation. And then go through all the evaluations. Go to the combine workout. Do individual workouts for teams. Listen to everything that they tell you. Listen to all of it. Listen to all the pros that they give you. Listen to all the cons that they give you. And then make up your mind based on what you've been told pro and con. You may find that the pros massively outweigh the cons. And you may find out, well, I'm going to be right in that borderline area. Or you may improve your stock. Or... It could be, wow, well, well, you were gonna work on this, this, and this. This is what we think. And you're gonna be mid second round back. I mean, I don't I don't know what they'll tell tell them. I don't know. But I'm saying then listen to it. Then before June eleventh, make up your mind. They've done a much better job over the years of extending that date out. It used to be a much smaller window. It used to be by the third week of May you had to decide yes or no, whether you're going into the draft or not. Now it's up to like June 11, somewhere in that neighborhood. That gives everybody a really good window to make the proper evaluation. I will say this about it without obviously knowing what they're going to tell him. I'll give you one possible reason beyond coming back to school, playing basketball with your teammates, your buddies, and things like that. Okay. You know, obviously, you know, the desire to now, hey, look, I'm going to take my team to the NCAA tournament, I'm going to try and win a Big Ten championship. Those are all important elements, too. But let's just keep it on the pro part for a moment. Let's keep it individualized on Tony Carr. Here is one thing to consider when it comes to Tony's situation. And this is so far from resolved. He hasn't even announced yet whether he's going to. You know, you can put your name in twice, by the way. And he has not put his name in once. So you can put your name in twice for NBA draft evaluation. The other, Here's one to at least think about. It turns out, when you look at the current high school basketball class of seniors, these, of course, would be the potential one and duns for next year. It is not a deep crop at all. People who are college basketball evaluators and people who are NBA evaluators would tell you that the depth of this year's one-and-dones is much better than the depth of talent for next year's potential. There may be, in other words, there may be far fewer one and duns next year because there will be a feeling that they're, they're not good enough. Okay, so what's the domino of that? The domino of that is then it opens up many more spots for underclassmen who are in the sophomore or junior area. So there's a lot of area here to cover. But it's a great win. They put you in a tournament. They say, look, you need to beat teams to get in. You you win at Notre Dame, great, good win. You win at Marquette, good win. You blow out Mississippi State, really good win. You, you blow out Utah last night, really good win. Penn State, Penn State is a really good basketball team, really good. Now, have I used the word great here at all? No, of course not. And know, we try to keep things in perspective. They're a really good basketball team, and they're the most talented team at Penn State in terms of pure talent. That I broadcast in my 36th now, about to start my 37th year. We'll take a break. Dave Jones on the show today. I want to talk to Dave about more than just Penn State basketball, more than just the Final Four. I wonder if people realize that David is going to go into the U.S. Basketball Writers Association Hall of Fame. And I do want to get into that with him and the Sultan of Swat in the final half hour as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
4: of patronage.
0: The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. The Voice.
1: <laughs> That's what Chef has called me for four years. He'll just walk up. He'll just say, "The Voice." And believe me, I mean, for all of you who have seen me, that the voice is the best part. So, <laughs> is it true that you and I uh, have something in common? basis uh, for radio sure uh no no that we both started suffering a form of hearing loss once we we started talking to the suit <laughs> kind of felt in the last like couple of years I started to regain my hearing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was an age
4: factor i guess
1: not no 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 i think it was actually a circumstance factor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah.
4: Well, great to have you back at the old homestead. You now, you and the team just landed back in State College a little while ago. Well, bus back. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Bus back. Yep. They had a little they had a little something for the team at the Jordan Center. A lot of people were there. Uh as usual, you know me. I didn't get off the bus. <laughs> I didn't. The reason I didn't is cuz it's, you know, that's about them. Um, yeah, yeah. 19 Palm 20 in BPI. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, David Jones today. Want uh, David's perspective on what we just watched. His perspective on the Final Four. And let's get his perspective as well. Well, it's going to be a little more personal because I want to talk to him about what it means for him to go into the U.S. Basketball Writers Association Hall of Fame. That's a pretty significant, I mean, that's an extremely significant honor for him. Just think about it. A lot of you always think about people who get honors like that. They're from Chicago, Boston, New York, Dallas, Los Angeles. You know, Dave has carved his niche writing in Harrisburg, and he has that kind of reputation. That's pretty special. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury
1: Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keir, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, micro brews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. The bags are right there at the register. And let's get to our specials. Milwaukee's Best Premium Ice and Light 24-pack cans, $9.95. And stop in and check out our new single big cans and Tivana Craft Iced Tea. Very nice. And the pickle bar is second to... None. Led by the Barrels and the Dills, you know them. All up Brewers, Outlet, Regan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the Final Four. I can guarantee you. I've <laughs> been doing 13 football games and 38 basketball games, 39 basketball games. That's 52 games. <laughs> on top of what I did with the Spikes. Right? Right. Hey. You can't contact me this weekend. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't. It's all good. Oh no, no, you can. You can. You can contact me anytime you want. <laughs> but anybody else out there? I like your first speaking engagement. <laughs> Not answering till Monday. <laughs> I mean, I look. I go. Oh, yeah, Monday. I mean, I might sleep till noon tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've been on the road the whole month. When we talk about eight, let's see, the last nine games Penn State played, they played one home game. Yeah. The Temple they game? They played at yeah. They played they played at Nebraska, played three at the Garden of the Big Ten tournament, home with Temple, at South Bend, at Milwaukee, and then back to Madison Square Garden. So the last nine games, eight of them were away. This show's been everywhere, except here. <laughs> so So uh, let me put it this way: Um, My son Mike is coming in with my little grandson. Outstanding. He and his, of course, and of course, you know, his his wife Mary Beth, and so they're going to be here tomorrow. And my other grandchildren are already here. By the way, they're expecting another one. By the way, so in October, Uh, and I am going to be in Grandpa mode. Or the weekend, Final Four mode for the weekend, there will be absolutely zero work done by this person—a <laughs> <laughs> zero.
4: <laughs> well, that's true and not true. I mean, you do have some work to do between now and Easter Sunday morning. I know you have that direct connect with the Easter Bunny to get the grandkids all squared away for uh, Sunday so
1: morning. I, yes, this are. But that's not work.
4: Yeah, it's hey. true. That's not. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's my mistake. next game. Okay,
1: yeah. my my next game is three weeks from tomorrow. Believe it or not, that's how close it is now to the Blue White game. Blue White game's in three weeks, you know.
4: I kind of got a chuckle out of that when you, right before you signed off on the on the network last night, mentioning the Blue White game, and it wasn't long after that I checked Twitter one more time before going to bed, our terrific friend of the show, Phil Steele, which, by the way, he gave us not one but two appearances over the past year on the show. Yeah. Uh, he posted he's halfway through his preparation for the next version of the magazine. He goes 68 down, 68 to go.
1: Now, I mean I, so I, I mean, I talked to James briefly last night uh, on the court. Uh, he and Fumi were there last night. And yeah, I'm going to go to practice tonight. After that, I can tell you in no uncertain words, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning I'm gonna go back to work. Okay? Back to Monday class. morning I'm gonna go I mean I mean, I know a lot of people are taking time off, like they're taking to take a week, couple weeks off, whatever. I'll be back Monday, but so for two days, woo, done. Uh and now as for the Easter thing, this is what I do. Right. It's not like the grandkids are listening.
4: Yeah, I shouldn't have called this work. It's more like a, a it's all yeah. part of being the granddad. So, right. It's like the granddad assignment.
1: Right. right. Now I do this, I do this at Christmas. What I do at Christmas is I buy an additional gift for each one of the grandchildren. <laughs> My kids are saying, how can you do this with us? <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, it's just you no, know, it's a little different stage of life here. And what I do is on Christmas morning, they have the additional gifts. Now Mike has to, you know, has to travel in with his son. So I'll leave it outside the door because they're staying here at the house. And then the other three live, I don't know, quarter mile from here, half mile from here, half mile. And so I'll drive over late on Christmas Eve and I'll leave three gifts on their porch. And with a note from Santa Claus on there how great they've been this year, how they deserve something a little extra. I do the same thing at Easter. I make up myself, I'll make up an Easter basket. I'll put it outside Ryan's door. All right. Then I'll take the other three and I'll bring them over to Jen's house with a note that, you know, what? how good they've been this year, how they deserve a little extra candy, um, how great they've been to their mom and dad. Love the Easter bunny. So I do that. So yes, I will. I will do that tomorrow. Now, the first time I did it, I didn't. I didn't tell anybody I was, I was doing it, and the grandkids still don't know I do it. They still don't. My daughter came up to. I guess my granddaughter said, "Nobody would believe this. This is unbelievable. Nobody would believe this." All right, so that's the what you. That's what you're hoping for. So <laughs> my daughter looked at the note. He says, "I kept looking at the at the writing. He yeah, that looks familiar.'" <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I'm trying to figure out who did you know." And so, I said, "She gosh!" I, I said, "You wrote that, didn't you?" I said, "Yeah, I wrote that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, then I then my grandson in New York. I wrote him. I I, I gave him a DVD of that I made of their year. You know, when they've been around, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm always the one that has the little camcorder. Right? And, you know, vacations, Christmas, things like that. So I sent them a DVD with a note, and and they gave, they gave little Ryan the, the note, and he has his own plastic mailbox, and he ran over and he put it in his mailbox. And he <laughs> <laughs> that is so, very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for all of you who think I'm cold, heartless... <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> all he does is pick on the suit guy. <laughs> that's all he does. So that's what I do. All right. Uh but then tomorrow night, I mean I'm gonna watch basketball. I'm just gonna put my feet up. Um and I'm just gonna enjoy the games. I I'll probably I'm probably text Matt Shepherd here before the game. Uh, I'll probably text Matt tonight because uh, Matt's the play-by-play voice of Michigan. Essentially, I'm going to text him as he says, now it's your turn. That's all I'm going to say. So. By the
4: way, speaking of play-by-play, guys, we should send uh, kudos to another great friend of the show, Adam Amin. He's, uh, he's been yeah. given the women's Final Four assignment for ESPN, and you got chalk. <laughs> you got one versus one, one versus one tonight, so congrats to Adam. He will crush it tonight as always.
1: Oh, he'll do a great job. Adam's an outstanding play-by-play guy. And just a great guy. I just really like him. A lot. Alright, so... Yeah, he will... They All four ones made the women's Final Four. But two ones made the men's. And Michigan... At the end of the season, obviously I saw Michigan play... Three times in person, the last two weeks of the regular season and the and the tournament, they're playing as well as anybody in the country. They're playing, and they're playing really well now that they're back into into the um, flow of playing because that that time off in between, you know, Michigan wasn't really that great. Michigan State struggled with it. Ohio State was okay with it initially. Uh, Purdue was okay with it, but Michigan, Michigan State both struggled with it. Nebraska didn't play well in its NIT opener at Mississippi State. Penn State struggled in its opener. That time off. Like Jim Delaney said, they're never doing that again. But the, the NIT, it's a young team that has now officially made the turn into being an older team. Okay? They're, they're, uh, they're a young team that has officially made the turn into being an older team. Now, Mike Watkins, I pretty much knew, to be frank with you, everybody here, I pretty much knew back in, I'd say the middle of January the Mike was coming back for next year. So I mean I didn't even think twice about that. Uh you know obviously Lamar is a special talent. It's going to be interesting to see what Miles Dredd and Jazier Bolden do because I know the staff is really really high on both of them. And that adds to the now they now one of the keys will be to add to the depth of the program. Add quality depth to the program. And it's good to then transition toward being an older program where you can then start weaning younger players into their into the lineup. Uh, and there's work you have to do in the off season. Let's take Jamari Wheeler for example. They are going to work extensively on his jump shot because as a defender, he's outstanding, and his quickness. You just can't can't put a price on that. When you watch him in practice, he actually has a decent jump shot. But they're going to take a lot more time to work on that jump shot and really get it down and refine it. They did a lot of work with DJ Newbill. What they did with him was they broke him down completely. Now, Jamari does not have a funky release on his jump shot. DJ did when he got here. And for the first week to 10 days, everything was footwork and motion and no basketball. In other words, he didn't have a basketball in his hands. It was all footwork, how they did the footwork, how they did the release. Then they gave him a basketball. And they started him out, okay, you're going to do an hour shooting from five feet. Boom, well, let's boom back. Next day, let's go 10 feet. You know, and that's, that's what they did. They, and his jump shot his last year was really good. They're going to work on Jamari's jump shot. John Harrow was really good, obviously. Postseason mental. He had 7 points, 12 boards last night. And, And what he did now, you now feel like they've got really good depth at that five spot between Mike Watkins and John Harrow. feel really good about that obviously with lamar see what they would you know with trent butrick uh, i think trent has a chance to be a decent stretch four he's got he's you know you watch trent shoot he's got a release to him and he's got some length now he needs more work in the weight room i mean he really needs that josh reeves is a special talent I mean, having him around next year is i mean he he will you know is is outstanding Miles Dredd comes in as a guy that can really shoot, and Jazir Bolden comes in as a guy that has a reputation of being obviously a, a scorer, as well as being a point guard. I mean, he's a point guard who scores. You know, we'll see what Tony wants to do, find out about that. That's going to be up to Tony and, and what Tony hears. Uh, obviously, him being back would be remarkable. And uh as to what they want to do, and then you look at, you know, we talked about you know, I mean, now you're seeing the semblance and the forming of a bench here. And now you're starting to see a system. If you're going to build something long-term, you have to have the younger players come in, do their part, get bigger roles, get bigger roles. Then when other people move on, they're already ready to step in. That's very much like what we've seen with certain spots in Penn State football. Look at the secondary. Imani were a eh? not a star. I mean, Penn State is in an incredible situation. You know, we'll relate basketball to football here for a moment. In football, if you lost all four players in your secondary to graduation, you would be, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? This is going to be, whew. That's a big question mark, except the way Penn State played it. So you have Troy Apke, Marcus Allen, Grant Haley, Christian Campbell. But because of the way Penn State played it, Amani Oruarie played a lot. Tariq Castro-Fields played a lot. Lamont Wade played a lot. Nick Scott played a lot. Aaron Monroe played a lot, and especially in the second half of the season, Garrett Taylor played Zach McPherson. So now you're looking at the secondary, and, you know, even for for me, I don't really think for one minute about that being a question mark. That's They're going to be fine there. Back to basketball to relate that. If you're building an older program, which you know for Penn State, that really has to be the model for the most part you have to go with now you know, it's you know, Notre Mike Bray does this at Notre Dame he likes having older teams. You work them up through the ranks, then you recruit around it, and then, as the ranks move and then you keep recruiting around it and recruiting around it when the older players then go, you've got other players who have already played so much, they then ascend to being the older players. That's what you're looking to do model wise I think Patrick chambers has done a He's had a plan as to how he wanted to do this, and now we're seeing it come to fruition. And he and the staff get a lot of credit for that. And also, let's give credit to the administration, Sandy Barber. She's been patient with this. Okay? You know, you've got a lot of people that want to make a move right away, make a move right away. Sandy Barber has not. Sandy Barber has said, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. I'm with you. All right? You don't see that in some athletic departments, but you see that with her. And I think it's very important that that be pointed out and you know credit get, credit due. I mean, they're standing there in Madison Square Garden last night, and all of them, you know, it's a, a slice for each and every one of them as to what they did. But that's where they are as a program. All right, We've got David Jones coming up. I'm really anxious to talk to David, not just perspective on last night, but a little bit in the Final Four. But also I want to talk to him about a great honor he is receiving uh, he, you know, he probably thinks I might mention it in passing. I don't think he realizes that I'm going to ask him a few questions about it. Um, I'm looking forward to it very much. And I talked to David briefly last night um, after the game uh, in the locker room, but it was, uh, hey, it's a great night for Penn State basketball. Uh, it, it really is. Their second NIT championship. Their first under Patrick Chambers, and because it is a younger team, again, younger team turning now to a veteran team, right? I think that's a fair evaluation, that you feel like this is a major stepping stone for them or has the potential to be a major stepping stone for them. This is not an older team that won it last night. You're like, okay, right now we got to kind of start over again. Here we go. Okay. Instead, you've got the younger team that now has made the turn officially to being a veteran team and you feel like the potential is there that that what happened in this month is a stepping stone for next season and maybe the one after we'll come back with more in a moment brought to you by Brewers Outlet Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK welcome back great to have you with us on the show The final four, you're going to hear a lot. and we're, we're going to talk more about this later. About what's going to happen now with intercollegiate athletics, because Mark Emmert did have his uh, press conference yesterday. I didn't really hear what he had to say. Um, I I, uh, I read Dennis Dodd's article where he said, university and colleges don't want to have their student-athletes become employees of a university. They don't want them to be playing for compensation. Right? Um, and the uh, now Dennis to his credit does bring up pell grants which i've talked about before which is really important but he he Dennis made a perfect a perfect analogy here talking about swimming and katie ladecky who just turned professional um And in it, he said there's a fundamental principle of amateurism, right? That Katie Ledecky, uh, she was, I believe, at Stanford. And Katie Ledecky could collect stipends, um, free insurance premiums, things like that. But if Katie Ledecky wanted to do a Delta Airlines commercial, Dennis Wright's, by God, she can't be an NCAA swimmer. See, they're, they're, they've they're got to find a model that best fits 2018, 2025, and 2030. They have to find a model that fits. The model has changed over time. I know the suit still goes to Bucknell Games in a, in a big raccoon coat and with a little pennant. I got that part. But he's an old-fashioned guy, right? Uh, but that's not the way things are now. Uh, There's so much social media, uh, so many media outlets, so many commercial opportunities. And let's face it, these people are promoted as stars. They're promoted as stars. How many times do you see Saquon Barkley on a Watch the Fiesta Bowl ad on ESPN? Probably almost the entire month of December, Sam Darnold, Saquon Barkley, well, Probably Jalen Hurts. Well, Baker Mayfield, they were in the semifinal. final. All right, we're going to have some fun. David Jones, Patriot News, PennLive.com, joining us next half hour. I'm gonna get a hold of DJ and see if we can get DJ on the show, Dick Girardi, on Monday. I think it'd be a good idea. Get some perspective what we just watched, on top of what we're about to get from Dave. Sunbury Motor Studio. Great to have you with us today. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.